I'm Ed Gross, and you're listening to CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now. In the second part of our conversation with Brady Bunch star Christopher Knight, we talk about his life after the Brady's, his success in the early days of the PC world, his decision to have his life with Adrian Curry turned into a reality show, My Fair Brady, his thoughts on each of the Brady reunion projects, and much more. After the show ended, and you, like you said, you were just desperate to leave a normal life, but then you went in this business direction, right, with the whole video thing, and, and you were very successful doing that. It's an interesting... It's not, I can't even say parlaying the success of the Brady Bunch because it had nothing to do with the Brady Bunch. It was an interesting direction you know, your life took. I had too much awareness of the business of acting from my father. So literally, very consciously, I didn't trust it. You know, I, I, I thought, okay, so look at how, it's, look at how it, 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 uh, it occurred for me. It came out of nowhere. It blossomed. And just as easily as it came, it could go. It wasn't like... I, I wasn't I, I wasn't capable of fooling myself because there wasn't like a whole lot of energy um, placed on a need on being successful as an actor. It just kind of happened to me, um, you know. But easy come, easy go is, is is certainly in play, and I guess I was protected by that because the reality is, even if you are an actor and by your own effort and your own determination, you become successful. You could still find yourself not working. Oh yeah. Um, regardless, so it's really I had a real good view of how much this business is just really based upon luck, and um, and I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to get into some business where where you're literally. I, I equate it to walking a ladder. I mean, just through attrition. Some you don't even really have to move up the rungs of the ladder as the ladder itself is, is bringing you up. But in the entertainment industry, there's no, it's not really a ladder. It's a barrel. <laughs> so <laughs> That's interesting. The, the, the more, the more successful you are, the quicker you'll find yourself at the bottom of the barrel being recycled. And you, you gotta, you gotta withstand that. And it's going to happen repetitively. If you're lucky, it'll happen repetitively. Um, and none of that is something you're in control of. And I saw my dad struggle. You know, he couldn't, you know, we, I was working because my dad didn't work, you know, or didn't make enough money for a family. Right. You know, my dad telling my mom when we were just like two and three years old because they had no business having children, they didn't have enough income for it, to feed them every other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, was, that was his <laughs> approach, you know. It's like, you know, he's an actor struggling, making making ends meet by having all these other jobs. Right. And, um and none of them fulfilling because what he wants to be is an actor. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I saw how my dad was a very educated, you know, person and and uh, his friends and look back on it as a young adult say, so, you know, actors are like some of the the, the highest IQ'd homeless people there are. You know, they've <laughs> they've they've or artists. They've picked an avenue with very little economic opportunity that they can control. Um, and by being in the arts, they're, they're relatively, um, educated mostly, you know, uh, in some cases, maybe just savants, but, um, y- you know, bright people who've chosen a path that's going to in, um, uh, cause them to live nearly on the street. Yeah. That's my dad, you know, and I didn't want that. I, I, you know, I thought, you know, there's, there's, 
got to be something else. I got to, you know, if anything, double track this. I thought I was leaving the industry completely uh, when I went off, you know, TCLA, but then I found, I, I found myself missing um, some of the, um, well, the work, I, I, you know, and, and the people and what did I know? And, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would see by going to UCLA and I was taking everything South Campus, which is all the sciences. And in UCLA, there's Bruin Walk and everything south of that is sciences. And everything north of that is the arts. Well, it's like I'm literally only on the South Campus because that's where my head was. That's where I wanted to be educated. Um, but I nonetheless had friends who were there to study drama and other things on the North Campus. Right. And I'm realizing how much they're struggling studying it so that they could have the success or the taste of it that I had. I started realizing how much I was letting you know, the advantage that I was given that I was just letting dissipate and that perhaps that was not uh, the right choice. And I also discovered my own learning disabilities while I was there that I didn't have a clue about, um, that I kept under wraps that was going to make, you know, actually finishing school quite difficult. You know, I was, I was always a really good student, but I had ADD and, and, you know, no one really knew what that was at the time. I don't only find out about it, you know, when I was, late thirties, early forties. But, um, you know, I, I really had a struggle with those classes. I wasn't interested in, I could read a book on science because it interested me. Um, and, and most people would say that would be the harder book to read because (laughs) it's really dry. But I would, I'm, I was going, I had these classes I was going to eventually had to take that were going to be on the North campus in literature and, 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 uh, and other things that would later become interesting to me, but at the time they weren't, and it made it just getting through it ridiculously difficult. I couldn't, I mean, literally I'd be turning pages and then realize I just turned 50 pages. I have no idea what I just wow. read. Yeah. And then it would come down to just forcing myself to read the lines, to turn the page. And then it's same thing. All I'm doing is I'm going through most, of it. none of it is sticking in my head. And if it was in something I was interested in, I would have no idea how many pages I turned. Uh, it would just all be about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, living what, what was being said. It's a totally different experience depending upon the material. And people from the outside think that that's lazy. And I didn't want anybody to think I was lazy. I didn't think I was stupid, but I don't. I knew I wasn't lazy. But, it, you know, wh- why? And that's why I just tried to avoid those things that yeah. I was not, not really uh, interested in. Uh, at the point, I didn't realize that I wasn't. It was because of the interest that, caught, that kept it. I would learn that later. But, um, you know, sort of just sort of recognizing that hmm, this is going to get more and more difficult. And uh, maybe I should go back to that industry that, that, I, that gave me uh, success early. And so then I went back to it and, and, uh, and had some success. And, but at the same time going, Oh no, I'm back in this thing, you know, that, that, that is unaccountable. It just, it might disappear again um, on me. And uh, so then when it slowed down again, when I was in my thirties and I wanted to actually, I was, dating someone I really kind of wanted to, you know, have that white picket fence and the, the whole family kind of idea, although I didn't know if, ever if I really wanted to have children or if it would ever happen. That's probably just being scarred as a kid myself in the family that I grew up in. But um, to have a wife and be uh, accountable to those things that I thought my dad was very careless at not being accountable for because he chose a career, not because he chose a career path, because he insisted upon not changing it right. once he had a family. Um, that made everything sort of 
like feeding them every other day is is, is really good. It's man. funny, but it's reprehensible. It's not funny. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, really you shouldn't you shouldn't be having children. That's right. what it really comes down to. Um, but he comes from you know his he was first generation grandparents came over from the old country in the old country use kids you know you worked your kids right so that's sort of a, a, the inspiration for getting us an agent you know i can get to work early and we can pull all the money together we'll live off Jeez, <laughs> you know, be, yeah. uh, everyone you know working together uh, to make this work um in any case i you know wanted i didn't trust because of all that experience with him that it would always be there so i uh you know, endeavored when it slowed down to uh, learn something new. I had an opportunity with some all my friends from high school that I'm still in, friends with today. We're all physicists, chemists, and other types. Most of them with a phys- with a physics background. A great physics department in my high school went on to work for the aerospace industry wow. in various capacities, like running it, like out here. Um, and uh, some of them left to go into this new industry, the PC industry. And uh, I, you know, had an opportunity, took it up, and and took to it like a duck to water. But it, it you know, I the it, in this industry, uh, you know, the the computer industry, I even rationalized that, you know, I might, I, I I don't have any of the background any of these people do. But in the early PC industry, no one had a background in it. Really? So I figured the 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 longest or the farthest I was behind is six months. Right, and it was true. It was true. Everybody's learning on the job, uh, but it all interested me, and uh, so I took to it. And then, you know, sort of ran that for you know twenty years, and got tired of that, or needed to take some space from that, and then came back to the the industry that I then really I wasn't intending to completely leave the entertainment industry, but it was a it's sort of what happened because all of a sudden I had employees and management responsibilities and. And the idea of like being available to go on interviews wasn't something I could do to people who were entrusting me with responsibility. Right. You know, I sort of had to make a choice. It was good to me. And it grew. That's and I learned great. a lot. And uh, now I'm, you know, able to, you know, do both. I mean, I was curious about this before we started speaking, but even more so now. Why for a guy who is not looking necessarily to be in the spotlight and all that sort of thing, why would you do something like My Fair Brady? I'm just curious about that. Uh, very, very, very strong reason, interpersonal reason. So I um, I became really smitten with her, right. and she was quite different. Now, I had two marriages that didn't work, not because of me necessarily. They went sideways rapidly, and um, I found myself, you know, completely uh, off, um, taken aback, not just taken aback, uh, um <laughs> crushed if you will and you know the um i always had good taste in women i mean uh, yeah i you know i am not one to want to be around somebody who themselves doesn't have some level of ambition or capability um i was always attracted to only to women who themselves wanted to work uh and, and were intellectual or had some capacity in that in in that arena um and was successful at finding, you know, in my first wife, somebody like that. And very close to her father, who was an attorney, family law attorney of all things. And um, so, you know, uh, uh, downline a couple of years after marriage, the marriage is going south. But it's, 
I don't know about it. <laughs> oh, gee, okay. So, Surprise. so, so I'm surprised. I'm surprised by by all of a sudden this 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 you know my world becoming completely changing overnight. I mean, my whole I sort of adopt. I mean, I was adopted by her family, but that that was my family, you know. So I could right. get away from the craziness of my own family. And um, he, he, my father and I was a mensch. I mean, he just really was. He was just this incredible uh, human being, a very supportive. Um, would, could supply the kind of stuff that my dad just didn't know how to, or maybe couldn't. Um, and but at that point, I'm I'm more than a young adult. I'm an I'm, you know, I'm an adult. I'm 30 years old. But I'm learning a great deal about you know um, how to function in the world of business and and and, and in the world through this man. Um, you know, we dated for seven years, got married, got we were married for three years, and then the 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 marriage ended. You know, it was like to me, it was sort of like the end of Act One. It was lights out, and you weren't prepared for the lights being out. But right. it's now, when the lights come back up, though, it's going to be a completely different set. And um, and that's how I felt. And it was it was humbling, and it was it, it hurt. Um, and then I, you know, I wasn't really into you know uh, necessarily looking for somebody. Uh, right away, but I met somebody. She was tremendously successful starting her career, and it kept on an arc. And then we dated for four years, and then we got married. Happened again, and this time for different reasons. For for different reasons, I don't. I mean, not that I um, completely know, but it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it also did the same arc thing and surprised me yet again. And I laugh at it because my mom's favorite saying was, uh, "You know." complete believer in this what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right and after my the end of my second marriage again something both times i'm wanting to work on this thing you know you go to counseling do whatever's necessary and i don't have a partner there that's doing that and i thought i had uh, you know we were in both cases at that point in a relationship we're talking about having kids and the thing's ending um and you know i'm laughing at my mind going, you know what i've discovered what doesn't kill you can happen again. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, so therefore, uh, you know, and, and they were both women that you, you know, you could take home to mom, and mom would point. Yes, yeah, that's 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 the kind of woman you should, you know, you should, you need in your life. You know, you should have in your life. Um, but it didn't work, and I still didn't really know why completely. I did know the first time that I had no idea what 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 requ- what was required to make a successful relationship. But we're only really three years into the marriage. Um, there's really no reason for it to, to fracture that quickly. Um, but, uh, it did. And, uh, I, I learned a lot through that and that I needed to learn a lot about what make relationships work, probably adding to the demise of my second one, because at that point it was all about, you know, the other person and not necessarily about me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, it didn't leave me in a very, you know, I was comfortable, but I, you know, I was giving up an awful lot of myself and, and not even thinking I was giving up of myself. So at that point, now I'm not even interested in being married again. Sure. Uh, and I, and I, you know, living happily single for, you know, seven, eight years. And, and then I do, you know, um, surreal life. And th- there's this thing, this, this Adrian character was completely off type for me. I did. I detested her in the first week of doing that. And we were there <laughs> for twelve. Funny. We were there for twelve days, and it was like uh, there's absolutely she's just crazy. 
And it, it turned out she was. I mean, and, and I couldn't live through that. But I saw something in her. And like she had probably, I call it, she had a big brain, but no transmission. It was like <laughs> she really was an un, an unpolished, um, she could have been so much more had she, had, you know, had, had more experience, positive experience earlier in life. Um, you had no idea how to engage it. Although I thought, it, this is looking back, I, at the time that, I mean, the, the, doing My Fair Brady was an outgrowth of my view of what we were, which was really, it was Pygmalion. But ultimately, joke's on me because the show really, and I came up with the title, My Fair Brady, um, because that's what it was supposed to be to me. That's the way I sort of, I pitched, they came to me and said, listen, we would love to do a show. They pitched me some kind of, some kind of show. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really like that. But at this time, she's living with me. She just started to. Um, and they had asked about that earlier, and I said, absolutely no way. You know, that, that's off limits. But it was earlier on, and now as I'm realizing they want to do a series, and it's like, that's a terrible idea, that the one they pitched to me. And I said, how about this? How about, you know, Pygmalion? You know, this, is, this, this relationship is Pygmalion. That was it. Just the, the experience, this relationship, which makes still no, no real sense to me. But I'm going to go with it, and, and, and even without the show being around, I was in a relationship with her. So they suggested my, you know, uh, they bought it, bought it, hook, line, and sinker. They were ecstatic because that's sort of what they wanted to explore anyway, except for they then had to put their hands into it. And, and as uh, as it would play out, I mean, to them, it needed it needed these, and I disagree with this, but it needed these dramatic um, decisions, you know, to, to, to hold interest, which I completely disagree with um but ultimately i'm in it and that was you know you get married or don't get married because if she's not going to get married she's going to move out yeah i'm thinking oh jesus this is not where this was supposed to go because i, I don't you know fine and all my other relationships dated for like eight years before i got married and this woman you know i, I you know haven't really completely got to know yet right. um my view on it was that you know it is pygmalion it's going to take some time but even in the course of the show it um you could see that this was going to be a hard nut to crack this is you know not going to be this is not going to go like my fair lady um uh, necessarily though it was amazing how much an audience had and did support us cuz i thought uh you know this would be uh highly um critiqued and and come back very negative and it wasn't for me it was quite a surprise for me I, it, you know and um and she had a lot of sympathy in an audience out there that was quite huge, but you know she was unhinged at times and 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 dramatic. And I felt that came from her past, and that with some period of time of protection and sanctuary, that would drain away, and then she could start building um, her life uh, and and utilize the talents that she had, and she did have an intellectual mind that has just never been engaged. But she also was a person who was never, and it's really weird, but expecting herself to have a future of any kind. It wasn't going to live. Wow. Um, and so that does, that leaves someone with a bit of a, uh, a conundrum and scar, like how to, how to learn becomes an issue. Yeah. But anyway, ultimately it could, it didn't work because of drama. It just, it was too much drama. It just, I just couldn't handle it. And it didn't subside didn't abate. I, and ultimately I just, I couldn't handle that. So 
you know, unlike the others, at least this one was a discussed culmination of a, yeah. of a of a marriage, and uh, we went our own ways. Why? So why did I do my fair Brady? Just simply because it was not to be married. I found that being forced upon me, and at that point, when that was being forced upon me, I go, you know, some I tried this the right way a couple other times, and it didn't work out. So what do I have to lose? Well, yeah. I'll learn something. And I and I and I have a uh, you know great belief. Uh, one of my business partners uh, came up with something that of, of a of a of a an analogy, if you will, but uh, that we all look where the light's best. You know, if we're looking for something, we look where the light's shining. Right. And the reality is, it might not be where the light's shining. Yeah. Move the light. Um, and what that is, is get out of your comfort zone. You learn more outside of your comfort zone. That show, saying yes to surreal life, and then to My Fair Brady, was absolutely um, an expression of that. I hated it. It was the hardest thing I ever did, but it was that. And I did learn an awful lot about audiences and about people um, and attitudes and forgiveness and stuff that I never, you know, I never expected. And of myself, you know, that yeah. that I could even do that. I mean, at this point, you know, the leaf on the stream <laughs> might have been in a, uh, you know, a rapid, but uh, it, it, to some degree, the leaf was going where, where the current was going. But the drama you were talking about, is that MTV whispering in the ear, so to speak? Hey, you know. Well, you should... well look at I mean, our marriage didn't end in the show. Uh, it ended a few years, I mean, numerous years after, four years after that. Right. Um, it didn't require a show to break us up. Um, the drama on the show was not really even, you know, no, it wasn't. She was she was perfect television. Frankly, I didn't have to do anything because she's drama. But it, so for a show that works. But when you, well, there's no cameras running. It's like we don't need this drama anymore. You know, it's, right. there's no cameras. There's nobody to play to. But it's like that's who she is, um, and that became the demise for me. Right. So no, I mean they no they didn't really they didn't they didn't they didn't script they didn't uh, instill a drama. They just made it. Um, about a marriage, you know, make, you gotta get, you gotta get married. You gotta get married or this thing's going to end. And it's like, what? You know? So my feeling was, listen, I don't care if I'm married or not. It doesn't really matter. We're in a relationship. If that's what you guys need, okay, I'll get married. Right. You know, I mean, because the relationship doesn't, doesn't, doesn't exist or not exist because of marriage. Although they posed it that way, that if you don't, if I didn't, you know, and that they might have put in her head, who knows how that would have played out if I said, no, let's, I'm walking away from the altar. Right. Uh, she was insistent that she couldn't be humiliated like that. So she, it would have to. But the fact is, that you know, she didn't know herself, you know, what would have happened if we did that. Um, regardless, I don't think, I don't, you know, we could have stayed together regardless and, and still ended up in the same place because yeah. the drama was within and there, there's too much scarring for her to to live outside of it, or to 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 util, to utilize the sanctuary to become the person maybe she could have always become if she didn't have some of those uh, experiences and derailments early in life. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you went back and when the show aired, or you got tapes of it, or whatever it was that you finally were able to sit down and watch the edited series, basically. What was my your, Fair Brady? Yeah. What was your takeaway? I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it, huh? 
She did. I mean, I did watch parts of it. Okay. I thought uh, I did watch Surreal Life. I was talked into that, and I wasn't even talked into Well, I was talked into that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't a fan of reality television, and for reality television for me was only, it was television at the expense of the people in it. Um, and uh, and ultimately, I, I said no to it, and they came back around the next year and asked me again, and then I called Florence and called the people that I, you know, that at that point in my life um, uh, really meant something. Yeah. Uh, they were had experience in the entertainment industry, and, and here was this thing called reality television that, that was, and I had just left my high tech space and it was like, really you have to do this? Um, but they said, yeah, that's, you know, this is something that is not going away clearly. Um, and, and that harkened back to something that I remember my dad saying. And the reason we came out to California, because we were in New York, there was this other, he was a stage actor, right? He was Broadway. And so, Broadway actors didn't want to do any other acting other than Broadway because that's where real acting occurred. Right. Uh, there was this television stuff, but you know, it wasn't real acting. Even motion pictures wasn't real acting. But you could make money over there. So we're coming out driving cross country in 1959. His parents had already moved out to Burbank. We were coming cross country in a car to do Thanksgiving with them oh, <laughs> for a week to drive back to to New York. Yeah. Well, we never drove back to New York. But the real reason he was coming out here is his agent had an agency in L.A., and it was 59. There was this this new business out there that an actor can make some money at, um, and you could be forgiven for being an actor who needed to sell out because you had a family and you had to support him. Um, that was his, his understanding. If you didn't have a family, you, 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 as an actor, you should never do television, right? right? There's no reason to. You just starve on your own waiting for the real role to show up on Broadway. But there was this new business that uh, it looked at this point because it had now been you know at least a couple years old, five or six years old. It didn't look like it was going anywhere. It was going to stick around. And I remember that story. The television was conceived and hit by him as being real after you know being on the air for five, seven years. Um, and obviously, it's uh, it has to be contended with. Um, it's not respected like Broadway, but uh, you got to make a living. And it wasn't going anywhere, so let's explore that. And and that's sort of the same story I heard about reality television. It was right. clearly this is a new, you know, people at the front end were saying oh, it's just gonna, you know, it's it's gonna go away. You know, it's not gonna go away. The the the, the economics of it make it make all the sense in the world to those producing it. Um, so much cheaper to produce reality or was right. until you make stars out of the reality stars. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but it, you know, it's the, the economics mean that it's going to hang around, and that was—I was right at the front end of that. You know, it's like okay, I'm, I'll get an ex- dip my toe in the water, but uh, that toe before I would go in, I needed—I needed some validation, and, and the people that I trusted, one of them was Florence. He said, "No, no, you got to do it." it It's—you know—my um, mom had passed away. It was really nobody in the family to really talk to about whether or not this was a—you know—you know—and he needed somebody that understood the industry as well. And Florence is that kind of person, you know, the person yeah. that sort of represented family uh, and profession. And uh, so uh, she came back with, "Yeah, it's no, this is not a sellout. This, you got, you got to, you got to throw your hat in the ring." And she was right. And uh, but that turned out to be a huge, you know, I generated a huge audience through surreal life. And then that begot, you know, I became, you know, we became sort of a, a, a the couple for you know MTV. VH1, um, and then uh, you know we did that as long as I could handle doing it. <laughs> right. um, you know, I mean, 
I have ADD. Damn it, let me off the show. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the next the next round was children. You know, when you have children, we'll, we'll do more seasons and all. Right. And we were going to have children and then decided that um, I was right at that point again, you know. And, 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 and But she said, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do children, you know, at least not now. And, uh, and God, you know, I three times I, <laughs> I have got, I could, without the right, the timing haven't been right. I could have had children and then found myself in, right. in, a, in a, in a relationship that ended. So, you know, this is this leaf on the stream thing. Sometimes I, I'm, li- I'm living some kind of protected life because, um, some of the derailments that are very common in other people's lives just haven't, um, felt me, you know, I mean, here, I, my first, my first marriage broke up and, you know, my wife's dad is a family law attorney, a very powerful one. And he's protecting me from her. Wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, he was, he was a man of, of great conviction and, 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 um, you know, that, that I could have been destroyed by that. Oh, sure. And, and, um, yeah. So, I mean, somehow I, I've been able to uh, learn the lessons without, without having to suffer most of the damage. Well, that's a good way to live life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, way, and yeah. so, so, so with that, that you know, what, what you know, what damage could could the Adrian thing do for me? And ultimately, the only damage it did is just what doesn't kill you can happen again. And and, and though you get a little bit better at at um, at the end of a love, it, it it's it's you know. No easier. It's just that you have more experience. Absolutely. You know, to to lighten this a bit before I let you go back to your life, uh, <laughs> you may know this. There have been a lot of Brady spinoffs uh, since the Brady Bunch, and I just wonder if I could just get your thoughts. They don't have to be too long. I mean, in depth, but I'm just curious your thoughts. If I mention the show, if you could just tell me what you think of it. Okay. All right. Like for instance, the Brady Kids, the cartoon. Um. Uh, interesting. How you know. All the things they threw into it, um, and I still don't understand that logic. But then, cartoons like that just just um, you know are created by some very creative people. But uh, but in that particular Brady Kids, we had nothing to do with you know the the, uh, the genesis of it, other than here we are, sort of like I guess they were modeling us after you know after uh, uh, Scooby and. Um, of sorts, and so they needed some other players like a Merlin <laughs> and pandas. To me, that Don't was just really, it, yeah, and the pandas. I mean, it's just really odd. But you know, later understanding where like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes from, these are probably individuals in the creation of the show that know a little bit more about the audience and things they need to throw into it to somehow um, make it give it more attachment points. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, I think that we could have been on the air more lo- longer with that, but we had a hard time with, uh, um, uh, I think the deal ultimately. So it yeah. all fell apart. Um, but I think there's, I, you know, I'm, um, I think there's, there's actually an opportunity to make, you know, sort of, uh, I wouldn't call them superheroes because you don't really, but, but in that capacity for a four-year-old, you know, everyday characters out of, out of um, cartoon Brady's because again, because they represent sort of family. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, they represent family. They represent togetherness. They represent, re- represent cooperation, kindness, warmth, uh, and all the things that one would hope to get from family, even if you don't have your own. Um, so to project them all, you know, back into 
re envision them, if you will, as that for uh, a, a, uh, an American public. I think it would be. I, I think it could be um, lapped up still, not with our imagery, but new imagery, mm-hmm. but with the same concept. And you, you know, you could you could make any family up, but the fact is, the Brady's already have this legacy, and they already represent um, that all that stuff. So you could probably leverage it and do a cartoon today that sort of had that. And again, the audience would be, you know, from a three-year-old to an right. eight-year-old. Uh, it would have to be, it's, you know, it's, it's for them. It's, um, but a way of producing something that is, and could exist, um, you know, parallel in parallel and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you, you, but, but it could be new. I mean, you'd make, you know, deal with bullying and stuff like that, you know, in a, in a very, um, warm uh, Brady kind of way. Get on the phone with Lloyd uh, Schwartz and uh, Paramount right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. You know, uh, I always thought it was wonderful too because I'm a big Superman fan. So the Brady's got to meet Superman and Wonder Woman and the Lone Ranger, and I thought that was interesting, <laughs> bizarre. Well, you know, what I was aware of at the time we were doing the uh, doing the Brady Kids is that once you become a success, they want you to do all kinds of things. I yeah. mean, that's where the that's where the music came in and. You know, and I said, I can't sing, you know, and ultimately my mom said, well, listen, they said that you just spit on an album, people will buy it. And that offended me. That's probably where yeah. I, why I didn't ever really try to get better buy in on that. It's like, really, you know, uh, you have, you got to have respect for your audience. And um, that obviously is not where I want to, I want to apply my trade. Yeah, absolutely. But then you do <laughs> more of a nightmare, the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Good Lord. Man. Right. So, so that came, that was the, that was my coming back into the industry after going to UCLA, discovering the little things I, I did about myself that I wouldn't understand for another 10 years about am I learning to say, <laughs> why is this going to be so difficult for me in this, in this surrounding? And I didn't know how to reach out for any help to know what, you know, what was going on and why things, you know, I, I you know, not a super person, but, um, I, I it didn't necessarily have or developed, um, um, study patterns that could have overcome the issues I was confronting. Uh, and so I was looking for access back into entertainment and that was the last thing in the world I wanted to do, though they were offering a great deal of money, uh, which is also part of this, but it was music. It was like, this is hounding me. This music thing just keeps coming back. And so <laughs> we negotiated that I wouldn't have to do much music, but I'd be relied upon for the sketch opening and closing only for music. Well, that was a bunch of horse bucky. Although they <laughs> they they literally didn't have me. I couldn't do a solo. So, the, but they had me do a, a thing with um, with Rip at one point and with Florence that was excruciating. It, it, I mean, it actually played out quite nicely. But um, I just you know I, I again um, it's it's difficult for people who understand music and, and to whom music speaks. But music speaks to me. Uh, at a very rudimentary level, it doesn't it doesn't resonate inside of me. It's like that song you got the music in you. Well, I believe if there's a continuum for all things, and if someone has the music in them, it stands to reason there's someone else on that spectrum that doesn't. <laughs> and I'm that guy. You're that guy. So it doesn't. It's not worth trying to do this because uh, I'm humiliated by it, and um, I don't think I can do it well enough. And I don't really want to spend I, I, I'd rather spend my time getting better as an actor than trying to learn how to sing it's like trying to teach somebody how to look better throwing a ball you know uh, it just some people aren't aren't built for ball sports right 
amazingly, Bob Reed, Robert Reed, seemed to be into this show. <laughs> he obviously didn't have my my issues. <laughs> it was so bizarre. He really, he really, really took to it, which was quite, which was quite humorous um, and telling as well. Uh, it was just another Brady experience. So yes, it was crazy. Um, the color on it is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, and another another uh, odd sort of psychedelic um, <laughs> expression. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, and I did do it, and, um, I, you know, I uh, luckily it wasn't, you know, around so long that uh, we got stained completely by it. Now, it did get me back into the industry, and it would be, uh, around that uh, a few years later that I would do th- something that I really did have um a great deal of um pride in but it didn't it didn't end up lasting you know it was a, it was a tandem show it was a uh, uh, tandem chat Norman Lear's company Alan mm-hmm. Horn was the producer and it was called Joe's World and it was about a blue collar family out of Detroit working class family I played the oldest son and it was all it was sort of a new spin on a little bit like um, um all in the family you know, uh, following in your father's footsteps or not, not wanting to, you know, not yeah. wanting to live your dad's life, all that stuff, all good stuff, all, you know, and um, we just, we got 13, we had 13, 12, 11, something short of 13, I think it was 11 episodes, um, and we were NBC, and we were, uh, uh, Brandon Tartikoff was running the network at that time, and it was ultimately on NBC, a choice between two tat shows. And the other show got the nod. We didn't, and that was Facts of Life. <laughs> oh, gee, okay. <laughs> so completely different, but um, it was. Uh, but the show itself and what we did on that was was uh, was something I took great pride in. But uh, you know, I learned that you know, you know, getting a series and you know, that's 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 not even one tenth the issue is you know, or <laughs> half the issue. <laughs> you yeah. gotta get it. You gotta stay on the air. You that's know, the no, trick nobody always, sees it. right? Yeah, exactly. to keep it on. So, but that must have been satisfying for you then to, to go from the variety hour to that show and at least have the opportunity to do something you cared about. Yes. And, and, and there, you know, uh, then we went on strike and then there was no business to be done. And I went to New York because I'd made friends with one of the cast members who was from New York and uh, stayed with him. And I did in reverse what my dad was doing. There was a business in New York. I wasn't going to explore it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, my agent had, uh, an agency in New York. And so they let them send me out for whatever work was available in New York at that point. SAG was on strike, but after was still, was still up, you know, working. So I, um, went on interviews for some soap operas and literally within seven days, I got cast in another world and had to be living back in New York in 10. It was like, you kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I just built a tennis court in my house. <laughs> it's like, why well, I got a dog. It's like, no, this is going to work in New York. So I, move my brother and sister in my house, take care of my dog. And I got to go live in New York. So and how long did that last? The, the well, I didn't, I had a, I had a, I had a deal, but I, I broke my deal cause I just hated it. Um, <laughs> a lot of hatred uh, going but on. But it didn't la- it lasted like nine months, 10 months. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be a three year deal, but there was really no real reason for me to stay on the show, but it was interesting. My girlfriend was Jennifer Runyon who would then play, um, uh, Marsha, right? No, uh, she played Marsha. No, she played Jan. Oh, okay. In one of in one of our Brady sequels, um, and oh, the then team. she was. 
Yeah, yeah, she played the Brady's, right or no? I think. Well, well the Brady's wasn't that was Leah um, Leah Ayers that played oh, okay. Marsha. Okay. Um, wait a second. <laughs> so we always had somebody missing, and I believe in the Brady's we had so we had we didn't have Eve. Right. We did have Maureen. I think so. Yes. Yes, because they brought back the husband from the Brady Brides uh, for her in that. All right. So in that one, we had Maureen, but no Eve. That was Jen Runyon. And then you're right. That was the Brady's. And then in the one earlier, which might have been, I don't think it was the Christmas, might have been the Christmas one. Okay. We didn't have Maureen, but we did have Eve, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Always missing somebody. And then, and then I think that was Leah Ayers when she played Marsha. I, you know, I can't even remember. Yeah, keep it straight. Blends together. Oh no! Wait a second. Uh, Jennifer Runyon was 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 played the Cindy character because yes, we had you had Eve and Maureen. You just didn't have Cindy, and that was that wasn't the Brady's. That was I can't even remember. You have to do your research. I'll do my research. One of them, but Jennifer Runyon <laughs> was uh, was uh, was my girlfriend on Another World. Uh, uh, Ray Liotta was the closest thing to, that I had as a person of my own age and a friend on the wow. show. Everything was so adult at that time. So uh, it was like, you know, it was nothing to do. I was working two days a week, going out of my mind, living in New York. Yeah. So um, I, um, I, 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 that's when I came back and decided what I really needed to do was get a real job. <laughs> huh. I actually went into casting for a while. I got behind the scenes wow. um, and became a, um, an associate casting director. And that's where I learned sort of like how many people, how, what kind of talent pool we're dealing with and how many people deserve the job and, and that only one is going to get it. And yeah. it was, um, it was really illuminating, but uh, uh, educational. Yeah. And it was from that that I decided to leave the industry and find, find, find a home in part in, uh, in some business. I mean, I shouldn't say leave the industry. Find something else to do mm-hmm. uh, as a backup plan, uh, right. because this industry thing is. The more I was casting, the more I was realizing how how um, capricious it was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, I'm I'm going back on track with this one thing because I do want to get the comment on it. The Brady girls get married. Anything about that stick out? I mean, it was just a two hour movie. Um, you know. Uh, it, it, you know, I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I wasn't really involved with it a whole lot. I mean, okay. it was the it was a more adult version of Brady's, you know, and and uh, um, didn't don't really it didn't really form an opinion because I wasn't really part of it. And yeah. but but to me, it's clear that what you, you know, if there's uh, the, you leverage makes sense at times to leverage that which uh, is, is familiar to people. Um, I wasn't quite at that point ready to uh, um, um, embrace Brady heavily. I mm-hmm. mean, I was that was actually doing Another World at the time that that was oh, okay. coming to be. So, I mean, I had to take a, a week off and get to L.A. to do my small role in that. But um, I thought, okay, you know, this Brady thing doesn't seem to be dying. <laughs> no. uh, and, that's, and that would lead to the idea that this Brady thing seems to never die. Um, and eventually discovering while I was in Australia that there's some um there's some real warmth and strength in having been a Brady and 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 perhaps it shouldn't be run from but uh, um I think it was because of these subsequent you know reiterations that just kept me aware that uh hmm, it's not dying no. it comes back every every seven years there's somebody asking us to do it again so 
um, probably going to keep happening. And then you have your very Brady Christmas blending in with the blend, the Brady's to me, it kind of one goes to the other, but I mean, here's the more dramatic, which people used to call Brady something. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what's your thought on that? And that sort of more dramatic approach to the Brady's. Right. That's the order there. Brady Christmas didn't become before the Brady's. Brady Brides. Yeah. Oh no, it was and Brady then, Brides. And then, no, it was Brady Brides. Then the Brady, Brady girls get married, the Brady Brides, then a very Brady craze Christmas, and then the Christmas. Brady's. And then and then and then the uh, then the uh, the Brady's. Right? right. Yeah, and I like the, the, the in the Brady's. They, I I mean that was, um, you know, you know I was an actor at that time, and it was it was actually kind of fun to recreate a, a life <laughs> um, for Peter. You know, that was. Um, that was some somewhat more adult mm-hmm. than that which I remembered. But again, it, you know, in, in that environment, it's not necessarily what the audience necessarily wants from us, uh, because you know they they remember the Brady the Brady Bunch, um, and uh, now we're adults, and um, sort of with with a not a, with, with perhaps not enough uh, horsepower in the in in the, in the scripts yeah. necessarily. Um, to to make that work, and why would anybody want really this to be a, you know, a heavy drama? And, and so it was kind of uh, there was application of drama, like being crippled, uh, and so forth. There's like an overreach, perhaps, you know, in trying to make it, you know, deep. Um, but it was fun to do. I, I mean, I learned from that that I always have a good time with this with this group of people. Yeah. So, yeah. And that brings and that up- ultimately is more important. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're gonna. Right. And this and again, you said earlier, this is a bond that you have with these people that you have with nobody else. You know, it's something that you guys have something it's 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 gonna be a weird analogy. It's like the Beatles, right? Only John Paul, George, and Ringo know what it was like to be John Paul, George, and Ringo. So right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe doing a stretch there, but that's the analogy I went for. So what can I tell you? You know. Oh, you're right. So uh you know, and then the H D T V thing, you we've touched on it earlier. Is that something you're enjoying? Yes, I am. I'm in, I mean, I think it's a kick in the pants and uh, quite, a, quite a, a stroke of luck to be honored in this fashion because that's ultimately what they're doing. They're yeah. giving us sort of a celebration send-off, if you will, uh, by, um, by reconciling this house to be inside what people what, – which it's what it's not, but people think uh, – perhaps think that it is. Uh, and it's it, – it is an interesting project and it's not a project yet other than mentally um, that I'm that there's a lot of experience with. I've worked three days. Right. I know what it's going to be in the end, but this whole experience is going to take place, you know, like five or seven days of work over, over seven months. So it doesn't have a continuity um, that has yet uh, created a true sort of experience, if you will, it's going to, it's going to require the, not just the few days that I've worked at the at the front end, but it's going to require those few days that I work through the middle and then the end to allow me to tie it up into one experience. So far, it's a little disjointed, but sure. it, they're they're perfectly lovely people to work for. And again, like I said, it's uh, it's a hoot, and, uh, and uh, that that this has come our way, and that they they actually did make deals with everybody. It's the first time that we've in 35 years that we've all been working together. Um, you know, that's significant and, and, um, and gratifying. Um, and, uh, it just presents us more, you know, as, as a, as a legacy, um, 
as this house now is, you know, the seeing fit to make it, making the entire season at Discovery Channel sort of about the 50th anniversary of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned- and when they bought the house, and when they bought the house, I'm not certain um, whether or not they knew that. I, I told them that in a meeting we had right after the network bought the house, and then they met with us just to talk to us because they had some concept of, uh, of perhaps working together, but they didn't know how because they didn't really even know what the show was going to be about yet. They didn't have a show concept when they bought it. It just came up in the news. It was for sale, right? and they bought it, and then they had to figure out what they were going to do with it. Um, and I think that it was a discovery on their part uh, that the show was going to then, in you know, September of 2019, be a 50th anniversary. You know, how fortuitous uh, is that? Seriously. It, well, exa- at that point, you know, yeah, you you you, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. You got the house. I mean, now um, uh, use it for all it's worth. And the fact is that the 50th anniversary of the Brady Bunch is going to be played out um, on on a, on a substantial network. Absolutely. And you yeah. said you said this earlier. You said you referred to this as the last cycle. Uh, that's how you referred to this whole HGTV thing as the last cycle. If that's how you feel, is there something sad about that, or are you okay with it, that this could really kind of be it now for the reunions and the projects like this? I don't – you know, our, our relationships and, and and so forth exists without it having to be entertainment. So yeah. it's not an end of our friendships. It's not the end of our interpersonal realities. Uh, um, and, and I could be very wrong about there being um, some opportunity to work together again. Um, but look, at it, it's been 35 years since all of us have worked together. I, I doubt there's going to be another opportunity for everyone to work together again right. or, or reason to or excuse to. Um, so it's a kick in the pants that we're having that opportunity because I really thought that boat had already sailed. Yeah. Um, and the Brady's, in my mind, live regardless of us doing new stuff. That is the reality. It really is that these thing, that this thing, this Brady world lives in people's minds uh they you know uh independent peter exists independent of chris that's right <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in an interesting way and and ultimately you know um it has an opportunity to live forever chris doesn't so but you will in our minds and our hearts <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I went for the corn. Um, what's for you? What's next for you, Chris? I mean, what are you up to? What are you besides recovering? Uh, what What do you got going on? Growing the Christopher Knight brands lines. Uh, going into okay. starting a new line called Christopher Knight Collection, which is more of a curated line of furniture and top of table and entertaining, um, you know, uh, glassware, uh, clothes, sheets. Because currently, you know, I'm, I'm it's one of the larger brands in the, in the United States uh, for like outdoor furniture and ottomans and and, and chairs, um, and it's unique that uh, that we do as much business as we do, and that there's still you know ninety percent of the American population doesn't even know it. There's a you know furniture big market a big out there. Yeah, it's a big market. You know. And I'm just gonna, you know, keep writing that. That's gonna, that's my business interest. Uh, and then, you know, just trying to take uh, advantage of, um, of, uh, you know, those opportunities that present themselves that that are in scripted fare. I don't really, outside of the kind of reality television I'm doing with with HGTV, um, 
I'm fine with reality television that does, that isn't at the ex- non-dramatic, overly dramatic reality yeah. television. Um, you know, it's really more or less a, a docudrama is what it is. Um, I'm fine with that, but I'm you know not going to be doing reality television. Uh, but do look forward to doing scripted fair. Good. It's it's it's, uh, it's what I feel comfortable with. Yeah. No music. No music. No, no, no music, no dancing. Keep that stuff away from me. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established that well. <laughs> Not doing that. Right. It's so funny, the furniture thing, though. It just feels like, again, you, you have a whole career of turning left and right and turning, you know, zigzagging into different things, but it always works out. You need to um, go to ChristopherNightHome.com. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, if you're at a computer right now. I can't right now. I'm not, I'm not in front of All a right. computer, unfortunately. So when you w- w- when you do, mm-hmm. just look at the logo. Okay. Because it, it it's a it's a red herring. Oh, okay, cool. Because it's uh, two, two. I have two marks. I have the Christopher Knight Home mark, and I have a Christopher Knight Collection mark, and they're both callouts to bygone years. I'll hmm. let you figure it out. Okay, I'm. Sh- <laughs> I'm going to assume Brady is in there somewhere, but you know, whatever. We'll see. Yeah, you'll see how how yeah, I embrace my past nice. in a quiet. It's a wink. That's good. You should always embrace your past, not throw it away. So that's good. Unless you're eating every other day, then that's a problem. Yeah, you know. Yeah, terrible, <laughs> ter- terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Chris, I think we're good, man. I mean, I'm sorry I kept you on so long. I hope it wasn't a problem. But uh, No, it wasn't. And uh, well, you know, I'm happy to be able to finally get back to you. So. Absolutely. It was a good chat. Thank you very much for taking the time. So appreciate You're it. very, very welcome. Good luck. All right. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this in-depth conversation with Christopher Knight. Please subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about it, and give us a five-star review. It sounds like a lot of work, but it really isn't. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.